nice. Jack, you've had a fucking shite day so I have. Far. I have. Yeah. It's been a long and dreary day at the office, if I'm honest. Uh, basically, I thought I had a class at nine o'clock this morning, so I was up bright and breezy about quarter past seven. Uh, yeah. had, to get, had to get the bus in, etc. Eventually got to university and on the way in I was thinking right well I'll just give them a message like the rest of my practical group to just let them know that I'm here and just make sure I know where I'm meeting etc so I, I build them and I'm like alright so I'm it's five to f- it's five to nine I'm going oh well, I'm here a wee bit early uh, troops like is is anyone about uh, like where are we meeting and he said oh, aye. Uh, we're, well we're meeting at the pool and I said alright well I'm at the pool so where, where is everyone and he's like oh well it doesn't start till half eleven so straight away I'm scratching my head going right well it says I'm like mate it says nine o'clock on the it says nine o'clock on the module eight line and he's like oh, but did you not get the email I'm like oh of course of course it was an email and I didn't check to think I didn't think to check this morning I didn't check to think yeah. easy for me to say so Aye. I thought I'll, so I'll check the emails Aye, rightfully so half eleven so for once in my life I was actually really early for something and uh, I decided I'm going to do a wee bit a wee bit of studying etc. So I finally get to the practical and I realise, oh wait a minute, I've got another practical that's meant to start in half an hour. Um, so this is going to clash, so I had to move a few things around. Finally got it done, but it just meant that I was in university from quarter past nine to quarter past six. And the moral of the fucking story is you've like just finished watching the fucking movie as well for this week. I literally that... finished it about half an hour ago. What a miserable state of affairs and carrying on that theme of misery. Joining us for the first time this week, it is Nicky Buchanan, Hello. the man who, a founding member of the podcast who hasn't been here for the first two weeks, but <laughs> he's, finally, he's finally found his earphones with his mic attached to it, and he's ready to record today. This, Jack, did I tell you when we tried to record this at first, Nicky was sitting in speakerphone? He did tell me that, yeah. And I was just like, what, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> I was just idiot. sitting talking out like, to Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't you can't record a podcast with your landline, you know what I mean? Like, it just, <laughs> it just <laughs> doesn't happen. He already made this joke, which I said to him, why would a landline have a podcast I, app on it? But here's the thing. <laughs> but now, now you're playing inside baseball right now, you know, no one else had known I'd said that joke before, so you're just trying to, you're trying to embarrass me here. You know? <laughs> so you're trying I'm to giving away the magic <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> you're giving away the, the magic. This isn't actually going out live. <laughs> no one wants to hear about it. I'm going to be That's is actually the fifth that we've been doing this. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 84 years. <laughs> been sitting here. Um, we're going to get in there. All right. Uh, Leon, Leon yeah, the yeah. professional this week. It's been called Leon. It's been called the professional. It's been called Leon the professional in different countries. Like, Weird, I just pick a fucking name. Released in 1994. Um, it's about Hitman. He takes in an orphan girl and trains her to be a cleaner, which is uh, in this world is the word they give for Hitman. Uh, as she seeks revenge on a, a crooked FBI agent. A, I can't even speak. A crooked F- FBI agent, played by Gary Oldman. Uh, it's got 72% in the tomato meter. Uh, it made 46.1 million. Um, at the box office in a $16 million budget. We usually have a poll out on Twitter. I forgot to get that for this week. Um, the poll is done, but I cannot be arsed going back on Twitter and try to find it. So thanks for everyone who voted. We, we appreciate your input and we appreciate your voice. Keep voting in the polls. Um, and it had seven cents. <laughs> but they are ignored. <laughs> yeah, I've just ignored it. Just know that they don't actually matter. <laughs> As always, we vote. They I'm don't actually... 
count for anything. <laughs> no, I, I don't give a shit what you think, right? This is my fucking podcast and I'm going to give you my opinion. Since <laughs> 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 our awards in France, uh, not the ovation, so that was in 1995. Um, we're going to break this down today. Um, we're going to first look at the story, then we're going to look at the cinematography behind it. I want to pick out, uh, pick out in the performances, the acting, um, and then we're going to talk about some problematic elements of the film because God fucking knows there are some. All right, absolutely. <laughs> oh, Jesus, oh, we'll not get into that right now. Like, I'm uh, not being funny, Nikki. You fucking suggested this movie, so now I'm looking at you in a different way. Like, I'm just like, I'm. The reason I suggested because I had it in DVD sitting in Katie's house, still with its wrapper. Nikki, was like, may as well watch. None it. of us. Had none of us seen this before then? No, none of us have seen this. You hadn't seen it. No, this okay. is a first, hashtag this is a first time film right here. This oh, is like playing to the fucking name of the podcast right now. It's a first time fucking movie. This is what we're here for, folks. The fucking drama. Now, Nikki, we're going right. to go for you, all right? Yeah. All right. What do you make of the story, the plot of Leon the Professional? Thought, see, as we said, we talked about the problematic things earlier on, uh, later on, but yeah. see disregarding them, but you can get that, <laughs> try your best to get that out of your head. It is yeah. a good movie. Like, yeah. the story's good, the, kind of, like, the elements of it, like the kind of core elements are good. Mm-hmm. It keeps you hooked right to them, which obviously I've got quite a problem done these and woes and interesting things. Yeah. But it does keep you hooked, but there is just a lot of bits where you can get distracted with a film from what seems like the director's very perverted tendencies. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, Jack, it's the, I, I feel similar to Nicky. Like, I didn't actually know how this movie was going to end. Um, and it's sort of like, that. that's a good thing, that's a positive in itself. When you the story takes you places and it hints at things, but it takes you in a slightly different direction that kind of makes sense. Did you get the sort of similar feeling with the movie? Or are you sort of that's... more down on it, more up in it? Or? No, I mean, I, I surprisingly enjoyed it a lot more than I was expecting. Um, given the little bits of feedback I had throughout the day uh, from yeah. Nikki and yourself, I've I was kind of weird. Yeah, basically, I basically I was taking taking the plunge into it, thinking right, this is going to be weird. I just need to sit down and embrace it. But I actually ended up really enjoying it. Um, and there's there's obviously issues with it um, that have already been sort of mentioned, um, but we'll get to that in depth. But um, those were the only issues I had with it. Um, I thought the acting, like for the most, like well, yeah, pretty much all the way through, was was spot on from everyone. I think the way yeah. it was set up, directing was mm, well. There was a few directing um, blips, I'll say, um, that I yeah. would have probably changed myself. I just thought it was a wee bit maybe, and maybe because it's meant to be a sort of French film, maybe that's why it was like that. But there was a few, yeah, there's just a few issues that I would have had with that, but. Um, mm-hmm. No, I thought for the most part um, it was brilliant. Do you know what I really liked about it actually? And I think that that goes a long way um, if you notice it. Um, the music, I really enjoyed the music. Yeah, there was a all, lot of all the, music all the way through it, and I, I loved yeah, it. Like, I it's just yeah, very atmospheric. And I think again, that's probably a um, that's probably a theme of it being a French film that yeah. it was very romantic they do in a sense. Classical music, a lot obviously like Stan, whatever he's called, Gary Oldman's character, mentions yeah. like Beethoven and Mozart. And- I mentions it, doesn't he? Yeah, so, uh, oh, by the way, old Gary Oldman is just. Well, yeah, we'll get it. We'll just get into that just now, then. Because uh, that was like when I would put down the. I actually didn't write down performances. I just wrote Oldman is insane. Um, yeah, he's insane. Basically, all my notes, mate, like every scene that he's in, it's just something about him being creepy and insane. 
and just but it's class though. <laughs> he yeah. keep, he kept man just all the bits. You were just see yeah. when you seen him, you got more excited and it kind of tuned me in a bit more. Like uh, see just some of his lines, like see when he's shooting, shooting the guy after he's killed him, he just kind of looks like dead blase about it and says something like he really miss it. Started uh, showed how like, insane he was. Uh, yeah. actual psycho. Do you know what it um, reminded me of? It reminded me of two things. Like, the way he captivated me every scene he was in kind of reminded me of Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, absolutely. It's the same sort of feeling I got because he's not Definitely. in the movie that much, but every time he's there, I want more of them. I want to keep watching him, even though he's mm-hmm. a fucking despicable human being. On mm-hmm. the other side of the coin, he also reminded me of when he appeared in Friends as the drunk actor. Um, but, <laughs> but just a more aggressive version of it, you know. Uh, what I mean? Like, and it uh, was like it was sort of. In I don't know. I remember that. I think it's, uh, it's like the, when he's spitting. Yeah, and it's the Monica and Chandler's wedding episode. Go back and watch it, friends. It's great. But it's fucking funny um, because uh, I think I think it's like in between an absolutely brilliant performance and an absolutely awful performance, which actually makes it brilliant. Like I don't know how that works out, but it's so. I did read so about it after it, and it said. A couple of bits, I think, at the most, were a bit improvised from him. Like, see, near the end, where he shouts, "Bring me everyone!" Then he just screams, "Everyone!" He said that he'd kind of signaled to the sound guy to take his headphones off, and just done that to try and make the head to laugh, and that's what got kept in. It's just him, like, just screaming because it could obviously just seem like cartoonish. Uh, Hi. Well, that's uh, the that's the movie's most iconic line. I actually didn't know that was from this movie, but I've heard that. I've seen that quoted video before. Like everyone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. that's an iconic moment. Like uh, we'll talk about the other performances as well, because obviously this is Natalie Portman's uh, first film ever, and I actually think she's brilliant in it. Like I think. Yeah. I just couldn't concentrate on her performance just because of the pure weird undertones from every we'll bit she was in. We'll get to that. We'll get to that later on, alright? Um, and you I can't think really, I just can't really appreciate the performance. Because... I, I I think. Oh, her confidence is what does it for me though yeah, like yeah. even uh, with even with the problematic subject uh, the elements to the story her confidence as an actress and the way she plays the role she's been given um is leaps and bounds like much older yeah actress. yeah it's leaps and bounds of what you, what you would t- expect from a child actress um jack did you take down the name of the guy who plays leon jean reno yeah or jean jean reno he was pretty good. Um, quite understated. But, and you yeah, you know what I'm talking about here, Jack. He reminded me a bit of Hodor from Game of Thrones. Right. I wouldn't actually agree with that, but <laughs> I, do. I, 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 know, I know what you're getting at, yeah. but I wouldn't agree with it to that, to that extent. He reminded me more. Oh, I, don't, I can't even think of an example, actually, but. Um, I think he played it really well. I think he's such, such a simple guy, and mm-hmm. um, it's not until obviously later on you see sort of layers with him and his story, his background story. But yeah, like he just look, he's just a semi simple like before like you know him. As, before you know him as a yeah, before you know him as a hitman, he's just this wee simple guy that looks after his plant, and it's just like such a funny little reclusive life that he leads. Yeah. Um. So you kind of care for him. You kind of like sympathise. You're just like, oh, just this wee cute guy when he's not actually killing bad guys <laughs> yeah so yeah, um, I think that's that, that's obviously I don't know like you keep bringing in the undertones and stuff I, I sort of agreed with you David um, I thought um, Natalie Portman was, was excellent in it and I didn't 
I sort of brushed those. I brushed aside those issues that I could mm-hmm. sort of see developing. I tried to just brush them aside and be like, right, okay, well, mm-hmm. there's there's a relationship here that you know we, we don't really know what path it's going to take, but for, for the most part, you can tell that she obviously likes him. Um, but I was always just trying to think, well, Leon just likes her as a, like as somebody like a friend because he's never had a friend. Do you know what I mean? It I don't does know. seem to kind of blur the line between being an adult and a child. Well, yeah, and he says that at one point, like he says, like she just needs to get older, but she's already grown up. Yeah, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, and he says I'm older, but. I've still got some growing up to do. Yeah, yeah. It's basically the line, but I think that's where I, I think we've, we've scuttered around like the issue like so many times. Now, um, there's uh, an issue here in what <laughs> seems to be presented as a love story between uh, Leon and Matilda. I think my problem you know? with it was I wish I'd watched the American version. What I, what I had, and I think what you two watched, well, obviously Jack, you did because it was my copy yeah. of it. You'd watch, but it's the director's cut, which yeah, is basically. And I was talking to my mum about it too, they said like, it might as well have been advertised like extra pedo bits. Because yeah. it's just ridiculous, man. Like the bit um, where she's dressed as Marilyn Monroe. Uh, and like singing true. like happy birthday to him is ridiculous. It's when she invites yeah. him to go to bed is ridiculous. And like when she said uh, that like, if he likes his dress she, and stuff like that, it's just uh, disaster. And she, and he, How were all these people uh, working this film and nobody going, this is yeah. very, very wrong. But like, I'm not the bit, the like, bit man, for me. The bit for me that got really creepy about one hour in when she actually does tell him like I think I'm falling in love with you and again it's still that so I don't know what I, I was trying exactly. to brush it aside so it was... I'm falling in love with you it was okay I was like right that's fine and then he leaves to do something and she goes down to the um like the concierge or whatever at the and says uh, at the hotel lover. and says he's he's my lover and the way like she's actually that that's been directed and the way she acts it's that as if it's good is just re- not well it's good but it's really creepy like it's see really, what yeah. something katie pointed out when we watched it which i agreed with was see when she says about when she's talking about like her first time with him and stuff like that yeah not at any uh, point does he say that it's wrong because she's a child he just nah, says it's wrong because he's been with someone right. else before it wasn't me uh, that yeah. said that, that was Katie's point, uh, which is no, you're totally yeah. said, he's not at any point said that's why he can't be with it, it's because of other things like he's completely it's yeah. just it was um, really, really I don't know if by this wrong. point he knows that she's twelve because obviously he's under the impression she's eighteen. Obviously, as the viewer we can tell she's clearly not eighteen, especially with the clothes that she's been, you know, asked to wear. Um, you know, for an like for the, her age, you know what I mean? You can yeah, tell um, she's obviously a lot younger. Yeah, I remember the bit... thing that Miley Cyrus said that when she was working on Hannah Montana, she's getting told off like 50 year old men what to wear on television and stuff like that. Yeah. As like and a yeah. 12 year old, it's just so, so and weird. And I mean, regardless of whether she was 12 or 18, like, you know, well, not, not like 12 or 18, but like, if she's underage, like, he should obviously be able to say something. Like, he should be saying it because she's young, not because. But, aye, because, because he's been Yeah, because there's, aye, there's some other problem with him. Um, well, listen, I want to get into that backstory now of the director, because what you're picking up on is, like, completely right with what you said about the Miley Cyrus story in Hannah Montana. Uh, director of the film is Luke Besson, who's obviously famous for a number of other movies. Most recently, he did. Uh, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. They came out last year. He's done Lucy. Uh, probably his most famous movie is The Fifth Element, uh, which came out back in the 90s and was uh, a bit of a hit back in the day. Um, basically, we've talked about these undertones and it kind of goes back to Luke Besson himself because in 1991, he began a relationship with a 15-year-old girl. 
um, and actually got her pregnant at the age I'm of 16 as well. I'm not defending him here, right, but I think we should point out that the age of consent in France is 15. I was going to say that 15 is the age of consent in France. He um, didn't actually commit a crime, but he did commit but, a pretty, like, yeah. immoral we act. Asked. We also add on to that that as of July 2nd of this year, he's had a number of sexual assault accusations that have been levelled at him by the Hollywood Reporter as well. Now, it's kind of, I completely agree with what you're saying, Nicky, in that in terms of the legality of the actions, he hasn't committed an illegal act because the age of consent in France is obviously 15. Mm. It's when you combine it with the sexualization of a 12-year-old girl in this movie that it starts yeah. to ring alarm bells for me because it's the, way the, well. it's the way the camera pans up uh, Matilda when yeah. she's sitting there, up her legs, showing mm. off her body, and it's the way that like, it's sort of the movie presents it's her just... as an object. And that, yeah. for me, is the most problematic part of it. And it completely took me out of the movie because there were shots where I was sitting aghast at what I was watching and thinking, like, how is this, like... Because I agree, we've talked about the story elements are brilliant, some of the acting is brilliant. It looks like fantastic at times, like particularly some of the action scenes I thought mm-hmm. are really, really well done, really well choreographed, really well directed. I can't see how this can still be regarded as a classic film. Well, that's what we were with saying. Those, we with those undertones. There was a few yeah. times when we paused it and we're basically saying, is this actually happening? Is yeah. a real film that people love? Like, and it's basically just like so perverted. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, like, I'm, I was really, like, you don't often get shocked watching things, like, so everything's basically been done, but that's the first time I, I bought something for a while, it. and I was quite shocked. I was embarrassed yeah. to watch it, like, it, I was watching it. It was just so in your face with it. Oh, it was so yeah. uncomfortable. At some point, it was just, yeah, ridiculous. It was so obvious, like, that what he was doing as a director, it's, uh, it's disgusting, like, you and that's what I was saying, like, because I was enjoying the other parts of the movie, I was just trying my very best and and from what you had said earlier on Nicky like I had already braced myself for it so I was kind of like yeah I was trying to see other I was trying to see other ways around it and just like enjoy the rest of the movie sort of and but as the bits like you said when they they were playing dress up and you know just yeah the dress is just the way it's directed is just so uncomfortable to like overly sexualise like that yeah, um, I don't really know. What, I don't know what age Natalie Portman was actually. Twelve, uh, I, think, I think. Yeah, about ages, which is you know, it's even worse than it. I doesn't think get, she's doesn't I, get any better. I didn't get a quote from her uh, for coming into the drastically underprepared or not. I read about what she said recently. What did What did she say recently? I remember Pretty reading about graphic. it. It's obviously not going to be nice to hear for whoever's listened to it, but she yeah. said that after she'd done it, her first fan mail she got was someone basically detailing a rape fantasy to her. See, that's And then our second disgusting. thing was a local radio station posted a countdown to when she was 18. Aye, that's fucking... That's, that's wrong. Minging, man. And that's really, like, like, so said, like, she experienced like pretty heavy sexualisation from when she was about 12 or 13. Yeah. yeah. And I'll, what I'll talk about... There was also another bit, sorry to interrupt. In there, what I read after it was her mum and dad took out a lot of things from it. Like, see, when she does, she doesn't really smoke in it, you don't see her smoke, and that was from them. And they made them do the bit where Leon tells her to stop smoking. And also, yeah. in the original script, there's a bit where Leon walks in on her shivering, which they insisted okay. on being taken out, which is incredibly oh. creepy. Yeah. That's so creepy. That's the fucking. Like, but here's the, here's the thing, and I think it's the separation. I'm going to give like, my overall analysis of it. I think it's a great world. 
like as a movie like it's a great world to live in like see mm-hmm. this idea that you have cleaners and leon's a cleaner and it's like the passing down of skills from like master to student like that yeah. really interests me yeah is someone moving their mic a wee bit for me, I was stretching my legs. <laughs> yeah, but, but then, uh, I was like a mouse was running around the room. Um, but, and there was a sequel plan that focused entirely on Matilda when she was like fully grown. Um, which I think would have been a better film because obviously you take out the elements that we have problems with in the original story. I would you know actually I mean? prefer to say that. It's funny, like, um, when I mentioned The Last of Us earlier on, because the story sort of uh, reminds me a bit of The Last of Us as well. See, you've just, um, you've completely broken the illusion now. Ladies and gentlemen, we are filming in the first part of, we're recording the first part of this podcast <laughs> before we're recording the second. So when Jack says that he mentions The Last of Us earlier on, he actually mentions it. Just edit future. it out, Travel Jim, lazy bastard. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, carry I could have spoke about it. I could have spoke about it to Andrew Orr at nine o'clock this morning when I was asking about my class. I didn't say when. I just when earlier on in life, he spoke about it. When I mentioned it, listen, Nikki's right. Right, I'm, I'm bone idle, lazy, and I'm not going to edit this out. So you're talking about the last of us when Sned was here earlier on, right. because Sned had a bedtime that he had to get to. So what did they have? Did you want to hurry that up? <laughs> <laughs> So, wait, make your point about the last of us, Jack. Uh, yeah, so just what you were saying there about like master and teacher, it's uh, it's pretty similar to the last of us, and I just bloody love the last of us, so I have any excuse to bring yeah. it in. But um, this is that's the first time you tra- mentioned that's that's where I was trying to <laughs> that's where I was trying to detach myself from the sort of uh, like perverted aspect of this movie because like in the last of us, it's so unperverted. It's yeah, so he's like, father and daughter he, like an actual yeah, he actual is like father and daughter. So I was thinking that that was the route this was going to take, but because Leon stayed so quiet mm-hmm. uh, when it came to her like basically express expressing her love, it started to yeah, it started to creep up on me. I was like, oh, this isn't this isn't like a regular like definitely Le- uh, like Leon doesn't. Uh, like look at her as what I was expecting her to look at. Like he wasn't looking at her as a, a daughter or someone that he's protecting. Or do you know what I mean? It's it's now just someone who just is in love with him, wants to learn his trade, and he just he has a friend in her. He becomes a friend. I don't know. I don't even know. Like still, it's still, it's still, <laughs> it still doesn't really. Um, it's just weird. Like, so we just put it down as it's fucking, it's fucking weird. It's just and about weird, aye. I'll never watch the movie again because of the fucking elements I didn't like. Uh, yeah, see if honest. it was just less of the creepiness and more Gary Oldman. It's a bad thing when Gary Oldman's performance Gary Oldman's pretty creepy as well, man. When she was in the toilet, he's stroking her face an awful lot. Aye, that's true, yeah. And like touching her lips and stuff, aye. It's just, weird. it's just weird, isn't it? It's a weird fucking movie. Right, I'm gonna like we're gonna do two things. First of all, first of all, let's rate, let's rate the film out of ten. I'll probably give it like a seven. Seven point five. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go seven as well. Seven. The, it take, seven I took for, it takes I took for you off for the elements I didn't like. Um, and the other thing since last. I'll take this, I'll take two off for the element that element. The perverted element, but I'm taking a point off because I feel like there's the one Probably bit I didn't really get. The, 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 the one particular plot uh, piece that I didn't really understand was like Leon was so adamant that he's not going to help her, 
Like, he was and then actually like, so absolutely against it. And then she shoots out the window three times and he's just like, ah, let's do it. And he's just, <laughs> You're the one. Do you know what I mean? Surely, <laughs> I that, think, surely that's... I think, it shows, I think it shows he has, she has the stomach for it, but I do agree. I think the moment she's done the better. Nothing. See if she had, like, I don't know... Shot a guy, like I don't know. I do that like totally shooting that's and I, I feel like as well how uh, at first he thought she was actually gonna shoot the jogger. Um, just oh fuck, uh, do you know was... do you know the fucking thing a thing I forgot about? He thinks about killing her. He goes over our bed uh, and he she's sleeping done that. with the pistol and he's he shooting that. in the There's been no problems. Uh, that's have you ever seen those real. things on the internet? It's like Star Wars. The internet and it'll be like just I just the, the on, internet on in the general internet. <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> 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 Those memes on the internet. Uh, it would just be like a solution to a problem in Star Wars, and then it'll just be under it, it'll just flash up, like written and directed by George Lucas. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> there, and I was like, I didn't kill that damn, just, he just shoots her. Oh man, there's this thing called prequel memes go to, it's hilarious. It's on Twitter, the prequel memes stage is so funny. But anyway, since uh, uh, I last... thought, I, to see it at the time, I thought. See, in real life, you probably would have just killed her. I actually probably wouldn't have just let her in this house in the first place. Nah, you're right. Like, you know, it's funny, I had, so I'd never seen this obviously before, and then it wasn't until I was watching that scene when she walks by with like the grocery bag, like walks by the like the house, her, well, her own house obviously, right after um, her whole family's been murdered. Pleasant. And then uh, she goes to the door, and that, for some reason, I was like, I've seen this before, and I remember watching this maybe like a month ago, just this particular scene where like Natalie Portman goes to the door, yeah, um, and goes like, "Let me in, please." And then like Leon's like, "Oh, conflicted, you know, like, con- uh, conflicted." Fair enough. You can, see, you can see his brain ticking, and I remember just watching that, going, "I've absolutely seen this before." And then I was like thinking, "What else happens? Like, I must have watched this or something." And then that must have been the only scene. I must have just turned it off, or I must have been on, uh, like, must have been on telly or something. Yeah. And I've just like just somehow zoned into this particular bit of the, the movie. Um, well, so, yeah, we're going to end. We're going to end our discussion on Leon there. But since the last of this has ruined the continuity of this episode, cast the last of us right now. I'll start us off. I'm going to go Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Millie Bobby Brown would be my picks to play the two. I've Stranger Things. I don't know. The main, the main frontrunners for that would be Hugh Jackman as Joel and Ellen Page as... Um, She's too old now, though. Well, yeah, she is too old now. That's that is the unfortunate thing. But she is... I think she was... I don't know if she was actually, like, typecasted for that or... Well, not typecasted, what's that called? Like, uh, they did the motion capture sort of yeah, stuff. N- yeah. Nah, well, I know for a fact that wasn't the case, but I don't know if they... Hey, it looks an awful lot like her, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they modelled it off of her. Because um, it was definitely played, it I was definitely voice that, acted man. by someone else. What a last of this movie? Yeah. See, being a, a man who I spent a large portion of my life obsessed with the, the games, I've been disappointed by every single movie that's based on a game. They're just, they're never good. They're just, uh, it's all, it's people who like movies, no people who like games that make it. And uh, folk just but, think that it's so similar, but it, it's not. It's so much different. Cause uh, games, do you know what needs to be done? Especially games like The Last of Us, where you can make so many choices. It just rips all that away. But that has a strong enough story and a strong enough world that it'd survive uh, People just always for me. fuck it, like Assassin's Creed and all that. Well, do you know Assassin's Creed is Nicky, me, and you, me and you will make it, Nicky, and then... Aye, uh, and then it'll be brilliant. That'll be class. <laughs> yeah. I think there needs, to, there needs to be more movies made into games, I think. 
like just pure random they used movies. To do like, that all the Hunger time. Games. They used to Hunger like every games. single movie would have a game. Maybe we should make the Leon the professional in a game, and we'll just shoot. <laughs> we'll just shoot that. <laughs> all the perverted out the window. What is that game? Shoot out the window. Like how many bullets you get out the window at the one time? Jesus. Right, we're gonna end. Uh, part one when we come back for part two we'll be discussing the spider-man game for the playstation 4 we'll be reviewing the trailers for fantastic beasts and where to find them the cranes of Girondel world and creed 2 and you'll and get to hear a lot of complaining from me <laughs> you'll hear a lot of complaining from me and jordan snedden will be with us uh so stay tuned here Aye, so that was part one. This is part two. Sned's here. Hello. How are you, Sned? Wonderful. Good to see you. Yeah. I haven't heard from you in a while. How's home been? It's been good, mate. It's been life. good. How's Boston yeah. been? Uh, Alright. It was raining today. Oh, really? Again. Yeah. First time I seem to talk. You love the weather, don't you? You fucking love the weather. <laughs> <laughs> Never shut up about the weather. Do you mind uh, when I was in first year? <laughs> like, and there's this story about me trying to ask out that bird uh, down the corridor and I started off the conversation by going, how's the weather? Like, I just outright, like, no small talk. I imagine that. that would have been an absolute success. <laughs> <laughs> Given so how handsome you are and... Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, yeah, you're... I'm the tremendous part. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming she absolutely collapsed in <laughs> yeah. shock. That was, that was the young part. Aye. Do you like, nah, do you like the PlayStation? <laughs> no, she said she said I we've been together ever since. Forty years now. It's been good. <laughs> going strong, going strong. Going strong. Forty years and counting. Five kids later. Uh but anyway, uh, we're gonna talk about the new Spider Man game. Um Is it just for the PlayStation 4? Is it, it, is, it is it yeah, it's it's exclusively PS4? PlayStation yeah. 4? Because it's the best. Because it's yeah. the best. So the only two people who have actually played the game here uh, are Sned and Nikki. So Sned, let's go for you first. Uh why is it good? Pretty much everything about the game is brilliant. Like the the web sling, uh, web slinging and everything from the previous Spider Man's on like the PlayStation Three is mm-hmm. totally upgraded. Um, even the combat as well. Everything's just I like the combat. Combat uh, is good. I don't like a lot about it. Like. I do enjoy it, but I don't like the fact that... <laughs> Just go straight in there with, I don't like a lot about it. I, love how, I don't I love like how, like, to get suits, you need to do it. things like go and get tokens. And there's a bit where, see, to encourage you to go and look at the sites in New York, which I get they've obviously spent a lot of time researching and getting into the game. But it makes you go and take pictures of it, because obviously there's a photography hang with Peter Parker. I don't want to be told to go and explore. Like, uh, you can swing in webs, you're obviously going to go and explore. You don't need to tell me to go and look at Times Square. I don't want to be told what to do. <laughs> do when I play a game, I don't want to be told what to do. I'm uh, playing a game to I, play I, the game. I agree with that. I, I, nah. agree with that. I, I like the kind of free roam aspect. I played about 10 minutes of it because um, Scott scored it. So I was playing a wee bit of it. Um, I think the combat, as you said, was probably one of the best things I thought as well. Yeah, like, it's the most upgraded. It's imaginative. See if you can think of something, you can do it. Do you know what, yeah, part, do you know what it, yeah. it really reminds me of? See Batman? Aye, Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum yeah, in that. 
Because you've get you've got like see the the stealth takedowns and everything, the web takedowns. Uh, see, that's you'd... another thing I don't like. No, I talked like... about it. See, I like I said <laughs> Nicky, before. Nicky, then... can you let Sned say a thing that he actually likes <laughs> before you and your dark cloud come in, just like trying to pass it? Like this is too much positivity for me right now. See, I, I like the stealth takedowns and the web takedowns. I think that's. I'm far too impatient for like, See when see when you go to like the kind of mob holdout things. Uh, I was just dying over and over because I was just going in, like <laughs> jumping in the middle of them and just trying to go for it. Pit people off, mate. I've got no patience for that. This is—I think I said this to you before, Sned. I'm again. See, when I'm playing a game that's not really a stealth game, I don't want to have to do stealth bits. Uh, like, see, when you need to play that MJ, MJ, uh, and you're—you've—you've you've, you've got nothing about you. You're just sneaking about. Not as if you're going to beat somebody up. Exactly. Uh, Scott, Scott said that, but it was a bit crap as well. Oh, mate, there's quite a like, few bits in it. Our character's quite good, mate. He's quite funny and stuff like that, but it's just boring. You're just sneaking behind. Ah, you're just sneaking like, about. Toiletries. Uh, have you ever played <laughs> The Last of Us? Has anyone ever yeah. played The Last of Us? Yeah. getting it. But you know when you play as Ellie, it's like the complete opposite to what I can imagine playing as MJ's like. Because Ellie's ah, an absolute beast. It's not like when you play with Joel or his name was. Ah, Joel's like the absolute beast, and then Ellie's like still a sick cunt, though. Like, she's just... No. <laughs> She's just mad. <laughs> we're a bone, we're a mad bone arrow in that. Just kind of do it. Um, Snake. Hello. How's the story in oh, the game? It's wonderful, Truffles. Wonderful. Yeah. Because uh, that's what I'd buy it for, is uh, like the story mode, because uh, I'm not a big gamer. She's she in the old Spider Man games, like, mm-hmm. obviously they're ancient now. Uh, yeah. The, the stories in them seem so short. Like, yeah, I, I would like buy it on the Friday and complete it by the Sunday. Mm. Um, but in this one, I'm still can I'm actually still going. I like uh, I like the fact that it's just a standalone story as well. Yeah. It's not as if like you've watched a film and uh, you're playing it, and it's like I remember this scene in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice decent, it's just playing yeah. its own story. You don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. It's not like a, just like a pure cash in off. Uh, there's loads of characters in that that uh, Scott was telling me about that. I'd never even heard of before uh, from comics yeah. and anything like that as well. So they've obviously done like a, a fair like a fair bit of research into the comics and, yeah. and delved right delved right into the fucking the deep end with it. So it's um it seems to be a success for the most part. Um from what I've heard apart from Nicky. No, I like it. Probably, probably <laughs> shut it. I actually like it. I think as soon as I talk to Snen, I just become more negative. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's so positive. I, I have he just effect. loves everything. I have that effect, effect on things. Nice. I, there, well, is, there, there is one other thing I don't like about it. See, mm-hmm. see the mini games that they do. They do like so you're constantly. See when you're just zipping about New York, you see like you get like crime kind of report things coming through. Aye, that's it'll flash up while you warm uh-huh, inside and stuff. Aye, flash up while you warm and it's always the same thing. Like aye, oh, it's just somebody's holding up a jewelry uh, store. Aye, or somebody's fighting on a rooftop. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's really See, really repetitive it's quite hard way. to motivate yourself to go and uh, you, you just want to you've just done this and a different bit in your game uh, even though I you're think like, that's, friendly neighbourhood spider you're spider man you're just like nah I can't be bothered <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I think that's one of the limitations with those kind of games like once you are done with the main story and there is those sort of side missions they're so repetitive aren't they uh, like the, the, once you've completed it and there is literally not, not much else you can do uh, yeah, apart yeah. from just roam about slinging webs and that and it just it just gets boring it's one of those games once you've completed the story uh, once you've done a few of the mini games whatever else you've sort of maxed out on the game like you're not going to play it ever again unless yeah. you're like oh 
I might just cut about swinging, swinging about for a bit. That's what I'll play, do, man. Play it for, play for 15 minutes and go, well, oh, that was a good wee. Like, I've only got, swing. I've only got it at Katie's house because that's her dad's here PS4. So oh. I only really play it when I'm sitting in there and she just has to sit and watch me swinging about. <laughs> <laughs> You're the, you're the most uh, bird guy person on the planet, by the way. I just want to say that right now. I can 100. You, you can 100% imagine Nikki just trying to web up grannies and all that. <laughs> <laughs> Evil Spider Man. Mate, I said that. Me and Katie were actually talking about this other day, mate. I was playing Fallout or something a while ago. Where I was just saying how, like, see when you play Fallout, you play it and it'll, you get like a, a companion, like Nick Valentine. And I'm a pure arsehole in games, right? <laughs> So you'll be an arsehole and it comes up like Nick Valentine didn't like it. He's not playing the game. <laughs> I'm playing the game. I'm playing the game and I liked it. <laughs> Nick is the Nick, uh, Nick is the, the game ver- the gaming version of Sid from Toy Story. Like he just missed it. See what my point is. My point is you spend your whole life being good. Seeing you play in a virtual world, may as well be bad. Do you know what I was talking about? I was talking about this to someone the other day, that. right? I was talking to someone about this the other day. I was saying like the day virtual reality will take off, right? Is when it's like all immersive and you can play in the Hunger Games. Cause that'll be fucking sick. Just going around and killing people and try to survive. I don't you know, know Hunger Games. There's another thing no, I don't like. Kind of no, but playing and dying everyone in. No, but playing in the Hunger Games, you know what I mean? Like actively like playing in the Hunger Games, like that would be so sick. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, like what, a, ga- to... a game or you actually playing you're just... in the hunger games like virtual reality in the hunger games just oh virtual reality right? yeah. Yeah. Mate, reality I was like well no I don't think that's really that fun to be honest I did, no I did discuss reality... a paintball a paintball hunger games but it's like the survival that, that... stuff as well you know what I mean that so it lasts for like days yeah. like that'd be insane that bit yeah. too we're the we're, I've taken us off topic like Sned and Nikki give me a score out of 10 Um, eight. 8.5 After all that, I hate everything about the game I know, I totally don't I'm just trying to use a balance A balance, look at it It's not seeing you a good bit I'm telling you, don't just go in there It's expecting it to be perfect It's like good and evil We're like good and evil on your shoulders Jesus Christ. Sned didn't even get a good word out about the game. You're like, here's what's fucking wrong with it. Shut up, sit down. Listen to me. Yeah, like, it's a solid eight. Fuck me, man. Anyway, if you can web up more grannies, I'll give it an eight. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) When they take the grannies out of the game, (laughs) I'm out. It's a five or something. Things like that annoy me. I know it's Spider Man, and he's obviously not meant to be it, but you should be able to just. Attack, attack. <laughs> there should be a different mode where you can just do whatever you want. Granny, they should have granny mode. They should have a Spider Man GTA edition. Anyway, we're going to move on from the Spider Man game um, to something I'm fucking buzzing for is the new Fantastic Beast trailer uh, that dropped earlier in the week. I wasn't really a fan of the first one, right? Uh, the first movie or the first trailer? The, the first movie, the first Fantastic Beast movie. I thought I've it was like, that. I thought it was like tep- tepid. There was a throwback to last week. It was tepid. Uh, I love it that word. Tepid. It's a class very word. Very tepid. It was very sort of meh, middle of the road. You know what I mean? Um, I, I suppose it's a bit of a, a building, a building yeah, movie. Uh, exactly. A work in progress almost. Uh, ex- exactly. So it sets the table. It's a table set uh, movie. Um, but this looked fucking insane, by the way. Und- I fucking unbelievable. loved it. Oh, I can't wait. Wait, Jack, I'm going to throw it to you. You know how Harry Potter fun. What do you think about the trailer? Uh, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. I think it's 
unbelievable. Um, I love Johnny Depp, right? I've always been a massive ah, Johnny Depp fan, so I feel I'm a very good time. <laughs> Wait your turn, right? <laughs> so Johnny Depp is the best man that's ever lived, right? Um, no, I think he's... I think he's... Right, before, I'll stop you there, right? Um, no, I think it's good to see him in a, a, a sort of role was a wee bit more serious um, from maybe his, his more recent years uh, sort yeah. of caricature of himself mm-hmm. um, Aye, big and I don't know a big, he's big stupid face he's big stupid druggy alcohol face <laughs> <laughs> um, but I hope I hope that he can sort of excel in this role and I hope that I, I don't know it's not a I hope he's not a hindrance in the movie because I think he's had a tough time in Hollywood uh, mm-hmm. over the last sort of 10 15 years maybe rightly so yeah. pure abusive um, right well, yeah. we'll, get on, we'll get on to his social life in a bit right but for the most part <laughs> do you remember life. him at, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't be classed a social life social abuser <laughs> <abuse up, laughs> that is his social life isn't it <laughs> right, so smuggle dogs in it obviously obviously, <laughs> obviously Johnny Depp who's like in reality is a very contentious character we're talking about the sort of abuses last week and stuff like that so you can talk about that in regards to Johnny Depp but I do agree with Jack's point in the last few years he's had like sort of it's not been dud roles because he's taken them it's just it seems yeah. he's been lazy it's kind of the same as we're talking about with Robert De Niro last week uh, he's exactly. sort of been lazy in resting his morals what I'm fucking buzzing about is the fact that this woman transforms into a snake uh, and the guy's like Nagini mm-hmm. and I'm like what the fuck that is Voldemort's fucking snake and she was a woman like, uh, what is this all well, about? I think that's what it is. I've read uh, about it before, and I'm pretty sure Nagini's uh, like yeah. a woman from way in the past that's got a yeah. curse on her that she has to live inside I'm a snake for a sure time. Sure and then Voldemort kills that, somebody, and yeah, he, uh, he then creates Nagini and the rocker. Basically, it's a maledictus, is what it's called. So it's like an animagus, yeah. but instead of choosing to become an animal, it's like a sort of werewolf type scenario, except eventually yeah. you'll permanently become that animal. Yeah. Um, has visited the Harry Potter wiki. <sighs> yeah. No, J.K. Rowan tweeted it the other day. I unmuted her because, like, she fucking. Her. Yeah, she tweets like politics, like all the time, and sometimes no tweets politics. That, you know, like, that's almost the vague. <laughs> <laughs> she, just she, just tweet, tweet, she just tweets saying Tory. <laughs> she does like all the time, and I just can't even watch it. Uh, Ned, did you seen the trailer? How buzzing were you to see like Hogwarts and stuff like that? But uh, you didn't get that in the last movie. See when you get like Hogwarts and Dumbledore, you just instantly yeah. get buzzing. And Jude Law looks great as Dumbledore, doesn't uh, he? I like Jude Law. Uh, I, was, I was skeptical. Uh, I was skeptical, but I think he he looks really fitting. I think he I looks really. Ball. I feel like he really seems looks smooth. Ball. I feel like he looks uh, really smooth in the role. I feel like uh, seems a bit too nice for that role. Nah. Dumbledore is nice, but Dumbledore is nice, a nice but guy. He's, he's got a sharp edge to him, though, don't he? I, I, I get what Ned's saying, because I uh, mind I said, I had a conversation with Jack about this, and I thought Sean Bean, Ned Stark from Game of Thrones, would have been the perfect young Dumbledore, <laughs> because he has no. that edge. Like, he does look like nah. Michael Gambon, he kind of talks like Michael Gambon a wee bit, you know what I mean? Like, that was my guy, but then, and I was sort of sceptical on Jude Law as well. But I agree with Sned after watching this, I was like completely sold on him. And I want to get yeah. into that because there's the shot of many people were sort of questioning whether they would include this as early as this movie. Because this is planned to be a five film series, the Fantastic mm-hmm. Beast one. Um, we have the question is asked, um, why can't you go? Why can't you go and take down Grindelwald? And Dumbledore yeah. responds, it has to be you. That's pretty vague, but that when that happens, it's shown Dumbledore looks in the mirror of Erised 
which is the thing you desire most in this world, and it's Grindelwald looking back at him. And yeah. they're playing into that relationship, like Dumbledore yeah. and Grindelwald, their love for each other and the sort of conflict that has, but it plays into something else as well. Because I didn't realise this, I only realised this like 20 minutes ago, right? Uh, Dumbledore says to Newt, do you know what I admire about you, Newt? Is that you mm. don't seek power. And that was yeah. Dumbledore's greatest like weakness. So yeah. it's so clever what they're doing with this story here, I think, Definitely. and how they're setting up the battle between these like old lovers, Dumbledore and Grindelwald, and eventually they have to come head to head. That's completely tragic. Like, that's uh, like a fucking Greek story, you know what I mean? Like that's uh, like there's so many dimensions to that. I love that. Definitely. Nikki, what did you not like about this trailer? <laughs> Perfect person See, to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I just I didn't not like it, and I just think I don't I don't really buy into trailers. Like you often ask me about movie trailers, and I just think yeah. it, they mean nothing to me. Like yeah. a, any trailer looks good. You've never looked at a trailer; and it uh, looks good, boring and stuff. It always like looks exciting. I wouldn't yeah, have watched it. See if we weren't doing this, I wouldn't have watched the trailer. Probably wouldn't mm-hmm. have watched the because 'Cause I'm yeah. I've not been interested in it. The trailer yeah. well, it, obviously you watch it and it looks good, it looks as if loads of things are happening. But mm-hmm. I just I, yeah. I don't trust uh, them. It can I, often be a bit false, yeah, a bit two dimensional. I think trailers can be um just obviously show you the good bits. I think that's the sort of common case, especially. Think it's usually <laughs> the studios that make the trailers rather than uh, the it's directors not, that are no, it's the it's a it's not actually even the film studio or the director. Like the footage is sent to like a completely different studio, like specifically designed for trailer making. So they have no idea what's going to make the final cut of the movie. They just take the footage they have and they put a trailer together with it. So like you're you're completely right in what you say because I remember the trailer for Suicide Squad came out and I was fucking buzzing to see that movie. I couldn't wait for it. And I've never had like a more disappointing experience when I went to the cinema because it I just didn't mean Suicide Squad. It wasn't what you were expecting, obviously, but no, nah, but like they waste. Like, we'll get into that in Ardu, but I feel they wasted the Joker completely and nah. Suicide Squad. That really upset me. Like you don't waste. You know what I mean? Like that just shows you mm-hmm. don't know what you're doing. Um, right. Does anyone have any more to say in the Fantastic Beast trail? Nah, nah, nah. Good. Nah, it's yes, Ned. Yes. Ned, I'm going to say one word to you. One word, I want your reaction. That oh, word is Drago. Oh, Drago is the word that I'm going to say to you. <laughs> well, we watched the Creed 2 trailer, the new Creed 2 trailer that came out. What was your reaction to seeing Ivan Drago face to face with Rocky Balboa for the first time since Rocky ended the Cold War back in the back in Rocky 4? <laughs> uh, yeah, he did my phone screen. <laughs> Injured himself in the line uh, of duty. <laughs> no, man. I love it. It's so good, man. Like, because that fight, like, Rocky IV isn't objectively like the best film. No. But, like, it's my favourite to watch. It's like, right, that easily. It's that yeah, soundtrack, okay. soundtrack, the, oh, the cinematic mate. experience is just unbelievable, mate. Like, I, I found that fucking. The two in the throne. Yeah, I found a Mexican version of Hearts and Fire the other day and I've been listening to it like a whole week. Like, it's so fucking... I couldn't think of anything more trust than a Mexican version of Hearts and Fire. <laughs> oh, like, Jesus. Down, down on my, spot, my Spotify playlist, I was saying to Nicky and Sned before we started, I got Spotify for the first time last night. Obviously, it's a one-month free trial because I'm not... <laughs> I'm not putting my pocket out for anything without trying it first. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Sorry, um, but, oh, yeah. Go to my playlist. It's called Chillin'. It's the Chillin' playlist by David Campbell. Chillin'. Listen to it. Chillin'. Uh, Jack, you're a big Rocky fan. You you were a... You were, uh, I was a massive... At one point. I was a massive Rocky yeah. fan once upon yeah. a time. 
Once not upon watched, a time. Not watched one for a while though. To be honest. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite? Are you a fan of the first Creed movie? I don't think we spoke about this. And how did you feel that the storylines that were sort of set up in the first Creed are playing off in this trailer yeah. from what we see? It's uh, it's been a while since I actually seen it, but no, I, I remember yeah. really enjoying it at the time. Um, mm-hmm. I think the story was sort of building up to something like this, wasn't it? Like Rocky's yeah. um, with Rocky's role in the first movie. It always mm-hmm. had to have some sort of climactic end. Like I, I don't really know what's going to happen with him. I don't know if he's going to be um, a bit sick in this one or ill, Ill health or whatever. But um, yeah, it's cancer. Yeah. He was in the treatment for cancer, cancer in the last one, one wasn't it? Yeah, oh, that's yes. what it was. Yeah, so that's probably why it rings a bell. So I think um, there obviously has to be some sort of climactic end there, and I think it's good. I was, mm-hmm. I was actually a bit gutted when I first heard the rumours about uh, Drago's son. I was like, I don't know if it really needs to be done. I feel like. It's a bit, uh, a bit too cliche, almost like bringing them back and being like, "Oh, it's like." But I think yeah. the way they've done it with everyone basically telling them it's not worth it, like there's uh, no, there's no need for it, and it's like more of a pride thing for him, and you know, he sees it almost like avenging his dad and things. Whereas Rocky's telling him, "Look, it's not like that's uh, not how it is." Like he, because Rocky's basically already done that, you know, like. Yeah, um, but I, I agree with I think, you. But right? I think Rocky also has a bit of. Uh, feels a bit of guilt as well maybe and and doesn't think that it's going to be necessarily a bad thing if he does fight uh, yeah. yeah I think deep down he, he kind of knows that he needs to do it because it's sort of like what Rocky had Rocky had the same feeling like he needs to fight him mm-hmm. regardless yeah. of the odds like he knows that he can get his, smash, his face smashed in and yeah. it's just, it goes the same for obviously um, Adonis as well but um, I think they both proved at the time they were good fighters so I don't know. You don't. I don't really know too much. Obviously, you don't, you don't get it from the trailer. You don't see um, how well this, you know, Drago's son's doing in terms of in terms of uh, like record or anything like that. So you don't know if he's actually a top fighter or if he just came out of nowhere. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they position him. Uh, if he's like, I think, if he's, is he champion at the time or whatever? I don't. I don't think he's a champion. I think is is Creed not the champion at the time? Well, here's the thing. Like, but I thought Creed was maybe retired at this point or something. Really no, I don't. I don't think he's retired. But I, no. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's like it doesn't. I think, it's an, I think it's an exhibition fight. Right, like, yeah. Because uh, well, look at the size difference. I know, like, uh, it's never been the most realistic boxing. But there, there's nah. no way they're in the same weight class. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah. I, I think it's an exhibition fight. The way that Apollo versus Drago was at the start of the fourth one. Uh, would be my theory behind it and I think that's another reason people would be telling him it's pointless yeah. you know what I mean like because it's not for anything it's not for your career this is a pride thing as you say uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to go back to something you said though because I had the same scepticism regarding Drago being included I was yeah. like you need to do this so right you know, there's only like one or two yeah. ways you can do this right but then mm-hmm. I, I watched the trailer with Drago in it and it took me back to seeing Last Jedi uh, with Nikki in the cinema right and it was the bit, and it was objectively stupid, where Luke gets shot by all the cannons at once and emerges from the smoke and like dusts off his shoulder. Nikki like says to me, "That's so cool." I just hear him mutter under his breath, "That's so cool." Yeah, that's the that's the kind of reaction I got to like seeing Drago back. I was like, uh, see, objectively, it's kind of stupid, but it's so <laughs> fucking cool to see Ivan Drago back. You know what I mean? That I can't even complain uh, about it. I'm just like so happy. I didn't even realize. Do you know Dolph Lundgren's like a doctor? Do you know he's like really super intelligent? Like his IQ is like really high. <laughs> like this is uh, no joke. Go and look it up. Go and look it up. He has like he, he has genius level intellect apparently. Do you know Leslie Chow's a doctor? Uh, I know. I he I know he's like an <laughs> actual. 
I don't know his actual name. Uh, I just know him as Leslie Chow. <laughs> Leslie Chow. I seen it like I was watching Crazy Rich Asians, and I like knew no one in it. It was like actors that I'd never seen before, and then all of a sudden, like, I know him. Like I can <laughs> connect to this guy. I know who he is. That was like a good movie as well. Any, any more? Any more to say about T? In fact, I'll ask you this. Let's play it like it's an actual boxing fight. Who's your prediction to win? We'll go Sned first. Creed or Drago? Yeah, Creed, I think. Scotty, okay. I don't, I don't think you bring him back and then. Have him lose. Yeah, I don't. There's no point in making a second movie for him to lose, unless you know you're going to make a third movie where, like, yeah. uh, like Mr. T's son comes back or something like that. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> don't do that. I, that, that, <laughs> that, that's that's the job. Right moment. Yeah, it's a fucking yeah. triple threat boxing match with Mr. T. Drago. Tell you what, Drago's son looks an absolute military villain. He does look a tough. Uh, yeah, he looks really intimidating. Pure machine, isn't he? And I like Tony Bellew in the first one. I thought uh, Tony Bellew was pretty good in the first movie. He was, he was uh, like a cracking villain in it, wasn't he? Yeah, like, I, I thought it was really good. Nicky, you've been, you've been quiet in Creed. Is there anything you want to say about the trailer? Nah. Nope. I think I've made my views pretty clear in trailers. <laughs> <laughs> but you, had, you basically had to force me to watch them. I'll just say <laughs> I think Drago one. Any time Nicky is on the show, we're going to have trailer reviews, like, constantly. In fact, we're going to yeah. have a trailer special. Like the top ten best trailers of the year. <laughs> I'm gonna make them do it. I don't watch uh, like, you Nicky, you writing Drago one? I am just 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 to be different. I <laughs> just, just to be I, that guy. <laughs> you you know I like to live my life down the middle. I like to play both teams. So I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say well. that Drago wins and Creed wins as well. I'm gonna say there's two fights in the movie oh, the same really? way there was in Rocky uh, Three. Uh, yeah. They punch each other and they both fall and it's like really <laughs> No, no, not like Rocky. <laughs> and the ref, like... the ref doesn't know what to do, he's just counting his head, he's like yeah. counting to 20 and he's like, oh. In fact, does that work? Unless all the stuff we've seen in the trailer comes at the very beginning of the movie and he fights Drago early on. <laughs> nah, I think he don't win actually, I agree with you in the end. I don't uh, think there'll be two fights, I think. Nah, it can't be two uh. fights. Sure yeah. There was two fights in Rocky Free though, you had the Clubber Lang fight, the first one and then Clubber Lang won the belt. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then again, and yeah, in, in this one, they're, they're like trying to persuade mm-hmm. him not to take the fight. There's no way he's going to take, yeah. take, take it twice. Yeah. I'm happy Tessa Thompson's back because I thought she was great in Thor Ragnarok nah. as well. Like, she's really good, man. I'm happy she's back. Um, that's it for the d- today. Uh, yeah, what I say, thanks to the panel. We'll go around. Jack Higgins, you're back. Thanks for Thank you. Cheers. being there again. Anything you want to plug? <laughs> Any products you want to plug? No. Excuse me? Excuse oh, me? Any plugs? Anything you want to plug? You trying to make a, you trying to make a drug deal here or what? No. <laughs> Are you? That's what I'm at. <laughs> I don't know what you want to do. <laughs> Nicky, it was, uh, I'd like to say it was a pleasure having you on. I feel this is the start of a, a beautiful contentious relationship here uh, moving forward. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be, this is going to be a battle. This is going to be Drago and Creed. You know, like right here, I think. And Sned, I'm going to ask you this right now. All right, we've got a, we're going to be doing solo at the start of December. I all right, I want you it. to come. I want you to come back. Do you want to come <laughs> in for the? Do you want to come in and do the re, the review of Solo when we do it in December? That sounds good, eh? I've, I've actually no, still not awesome. seen that. 
Well, you're, uh, you're locked in right now. You're so wait till, wait. It, but I've been told <laughs> to watch it. Fuck <laughs> off, you're doing it. Right, so that's the panel. It'll be us four, and Torres will be coming in uh, for that one as well. So that should be good. That's locked in for the start of December, right? Uh, so thanks for listening to First Time Films. Next week, we will be talking The Conjuring, and Joe Thomas will be joining us. So stay tuned. Thanks for, thanks for listening. Cheers. Right, bye. Cheers. Bye. bye. <laughs> cheers. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>